What's up, everybody? This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Um, yeah, people from my childhood are just dropping. Kirstie Alley died, and um, Christine McVie died a couple of uh, days ago from uh, Fleetwood Mac, which is kind of sad because that song, uh, I Want to Be With You Everywhere, that is one of her songs that she sang lead on. And, um, of course, it's you know, being used in commercials. And so it's gaining popularity. And instead of being able to enjoy that, Christine McVie has passed away. Although uh, she had a very long storied career. And yeah, I, you know, I didn't realize she was in her 70s. I didn't realize she was almost 80. Um, I think she was 79. I never pegged her to be that close to my mom's age. Um, so anyway, uh, rest in peace. Uh, Kirstie Alley was hilarious on Cheers. Uh, that was the one of the few shows that proved a star could leave the show and someone equally as funny could come on the show and, and save it. Because it stayed on for years after Shelley Long kind of demanded her way off the show. And Shelley Long was on there for five years, and then I think Kirstie came on and uh, her character changed. There's something about a, a strong female uh, that has to be completely broken down into a puddle of nonsense. Uh, it happened on Cheers. It happened on The Office. Kirstie Alley was the blueprint for, uh, I think, Jan on The Office because it, it won't stay funny if this lady stays severe and professional. And I get it, they, they, but the women have to be the sacrificial lambs, and she definitely was because she came on the show like real dry and tough and mean, and then... Someone got the bright idea to turn Rebecca Howe into a lunatic, and it was brilliant and hilarious. Rest in peace, Kirstie Alley. Um, yeah, and what's with Earth, Wind, and Fire? I do believe they are the picture of sellout. They have changed the lyrics from September to December. Do you remember the 21st night of September? That's the song. And now on the commercials, it's like, December. I'm like, y'all didn't gone into the studio and re-recorded it. It's not even like a a remake. It's them. Oh. I love Earth Wind and Fire, but the song is September. I'm I'm I was born in September. I'm married to September, so that was lame. Um, but get get paid. Get paid. This is not the sixties anymore. You can be a sellout. <laughs> People don't care. I remember in the early days of hip-hop, they'd be like, no sellout, don't sell out. Okay, now they just can't wait to bank checks. They sell out all kinds of ways, in very creative and inventive ways now. Um, What else was I thinking about? I'm still hot that people aren't supporting Deion Sanders. I just think that's lame. You can leave a, a, a small program and go to a bigger program. And and if the competitor in him probably wants to see if he can compete on that level. I wouldn't be surprised if Coach Prime wants to be an NFL coach one day. Although I think he really loves working with, with younger players, you know, people who are coachable. Um, but, you know, I think he's close. He's closer to my age than not. And there is a point where it's like, I don't care. You can be a veteran on a team. You're going to do what I say. I have enough presence to command a 30-year-old. <laughs> so good for him. Good for him. 
Uh, I am proud of him, and I remember watching him play, and I remember seeing some crazy stuff coming from Deion Sanders' camp. If you really want to chuckle, Google his, uh, I think it's called About the Money. It's About the Money, something. His music video was uh, truly, it was comical back then, but, you know, it's really funny now. Must be the money. And, like, he, you know, it was like when Oprah thought she could sing her own theme song. I mean, people get really high on themselves. And it's like, you can't sing, though. You're not a singer. So, uh, why are you putting out records? So, anyway, check that out. That is so funny. Must be the money. Uh, I think it's called Prime. Prime Time or something. And MC Hammer, like, produced it. It's like, this is some funny shit. It was really funny. Uh, so give yourself a laugh and watch that. Um, but yeah, life is moving. We're in the middle of December almost. No, we're not. I'm tripping. What's today? Today is the 6th. Oh, we're not in the middle. I'm just, I'm just talking shit. Sorry. Um, so anyway, I guess I'm skipping over the ninth. That's the anniversary of my dad's passing. This is always a super spiritual, deep time. And I guess I'm trying to move past it. Even though it's been very fruitful, I have uh, benefited from a lot of deep meditation and uh, a really very cool spiritual conversation with God. It's been really cool. Um, But my dad passed away on December the 9th, 2009. And this is just a heavy time for me. And, uh, it's weird because it kind of, I remember going to his funeral like two days before Christmas and, uh, it was just a bummer. And so, uh, this time, even though it's not as painful as it was in 2009, I do get reflective. Also, it's the new year coming up. I have goals and dreams and things I want to implement, things I want to get done, but it's an exciting time. Um, but I do miss my dad. I miss him a lot. But he would be in his he would be in his nineties now, and if he wasn't healthy, that I don't I don't want to deal with my parents not healthy anymore. See what I'm saying? Like when I see him again, I want him to be, you know, my dad and healthy and funny and laughing and joking around and you know trying to make everybody drink a cold beer with him, uh, barbecue. You know, that's my dad to me and. You know, my mom, she's a comedy show, I think. I know I know we make people laugh. Last night, she insisted on taking a shower. And uh, I'm sure it would be funny <laughs> to someone watching, you know, but it's like you have to explain everything. Like, okay, now get underneath the water. I don't want get underneath the water. You have to get under the water, you know, or you're not taking a shower. <laughs> It was just like, you know, and that was not an undertaking I was planning on on having. I was, I took a shower and then she was like, oh, I'm going to take one too. Like, you know, the old days. But no, it, it wasn't like the old days. You have to, I kept saying, oh, okay, I'm gonna, you have to keep reminding me of everything. I was going to close the door and she was like, now what? <laughs> like, oh my God. Now you have to take your clothes off. Now you have to uh, get in the shower get underneath the water. It's too hot. Okay. I'm turning it. Is that, it's still too hot. Okay. Or is that better? Okay. Now what? Now you take the soap and wash your ass. (laughs) 
Oh, man. But I didn't lose my patience or anything. I was just like, this is wild. This is wild. And then you kind of have to keep an eye on her because you don't want her to fall or anything. But it wasn't like I was planning on just, like, instructing someone to take a shower. I'm telling you, y'all, a lot of people out here ain't ready, you know? And if you're not wealthy, and I mean super wealthy, this is not a, a middle-class problem. This is this is not, um, hey, I just need a few extra dollars uh, and I can pay for this kind of problem. This is, this is, this is a middle-class problem. This is huge. If you aren't in the 1%, you are going to be struggle nation because you will not be able to afford the care. It's not cheap. You're going to have to supplement the care and you'll probably do like I did. If your loved one, so say even if your loved one has $300,000 saved up, do you know how fast $300,000 goes if the person needs dementia memory care and you're paying by today's prices, you're paying six to $7,000 a month, okay? And the person can live with this shit for years, years. They can live 10 years like this. If you're not in the 1%, you're not going to be able to afford the care. So you're going to have to supplement that. You're going to have to do things. You're going to have to uh, take them to the doctor. You're going to have to manage their finances. You're going to have to... Uh, make sure they're okay. And there is a point in dementia where they don't like to be alone and they don't want to sit in a room alone. They'll start doing weird shit. They'll start unplugging your stuff. They will start. uh... So my mom has, when she gets anxiety, she unlocks the doors. She thinks they're locked. Well, if I fall asleep before her, I have to wake up at some point and go check the doors because she might have unlocked all the doors because she thinks they look locked. It's crazy. So, I mean, I hate to just keep being an echo chamber about this, but I literally don't see how it's there. The infrastructure is not in place that you think is in place. And I don't see how people are not going to suffer greatly. And I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Get prepared. Have those uncomfortable conversations. Find out what your parents' financial situations are. What do they want? Um, what are they willing to sacrifice so they can stay in their home longer? What do they want to downsize now? Can we sell something now to start putting money away in case you get sick? You know what I mean? Like you need a plan. We didn't have a plan. And my mom was so strong minded. You know, it's like you say something to her and she snap at you. You just be like, all right, I guess you got it figured out. You know, no one expected to just keep living. I think her, her mother died very young. Uh, her aunt died young. Uh, everybody just dropped dead of cancer or a heart attack. It was, and it took them on out of here pretty quickly. Well, this next generation, they went to the doctor, and no matter what diseases you have, they can they can manage your diseases. That's what doctors do these days. No one's trying to get you healthy, but they are managing your diseases, and you could be here a very long time. Stuff that used to take people out at 45, you can survive that. And they will have you here till you're 80. But, you know, you determine the quality of your life. You determine the quality of your health and your health determines the quality of your life. So if you have loved ones that are older, 
You need to talk to them and figure out what their plans are. You need to pay attention to your own health regime. And I am living proof that if what you manage, you can measure. No, what you measure, you can manage. There you go. And so I took my A1C down from 6.3, which is pre-diabetic, to 5.3. And I'm over the moon. I don't want diabetes. I want my feet. You know, and I don't want to, you know, diabetes is is diabolical is what it should be called because you can lose your vision, you can lose your feet, uh, your heart troubles. You know, my uncle had all of those things. I don't want any of that. Then you lose your legs. No way, Jose. And the food industry is not trying to help you. A lot of what your problem is, no matter what your health is, A lot of what our problems are start with our food. And even when you think you're eating healthy, the food isn't healthy. You know, natural flavors apparently can contain up to 100 different chemicals. There's nothing natural about that. You know, sugar is horrible for you. And, you know, everybody thinks, you, I can have a little. Sugar is bad. And when I say a little bit, I mean like one to two grams of sugar. You all think, oh, I can have a, 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 I can have half a candy bar. No, it's not good for you. And it, it just it wrecks all your systems. And it does this the whole time. But when you're young, your body can, can fix a lot of things. Things look crazy. Oh, your, your body sends all these uh, cells and energy and all this stuff. I'm not a scientist. But they can repair things quick. Those same things don't happen in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. You know, your foot could conceivably hurt for two years. (laughs) And the doctor would be like, ah, I don't really see what it is. I don't really see the problem. But, you know, that's just when you're getting older. You know, that's not a a great answer. So if nothing else, I'm just imploring people to look at what they eat, how much they eat, um... And really, just more than anything, the quality of the food, you know, uh, grass-fed beef is, I eat a lot of grass-fed beef um, and a lot of kind of, I eat a lot of protein. I am, my body responds well to protein. Uh, I'm not a person who can just eat vegetables and that's it, Um, especially I feel the the key for me and most people is to get more muscle and you have to add protein powders and stuff. I'd rather just eat meat because um, I'm doing a like my own hybrid of car- Well, I, I tried carnivore. I'll be honest. I didn't enjoy eating just meat, but my numbers looked very, very good on a carnivore diet. I just didn't enjoy eating like that. Um, so now I do a, a low carb um, very low carb, very low sugar, uh, not a completely keto diet. Um, it's sort of like my version of keto and it's working. I really, really, uh, impressed with my numbers. I just got to get my hormones in order so I can drop this extra weight that seems to have found me, that seems to have been following me for years. Um, but really with, with, uh, perimenopause and menopause, it's just like really, um, been a thing. So, and your hormones are obviously going through chaos when you're in menopause. 
which I think that's where I am. I'm kind of excited, low key, but yeah, so we'll see how things go, but hang in there. Your health is your wealth and, um, you know, dementia, a big part of dementia is diet too, you know, and I, I, I don't know where my mom would be if I hadn't showed back up because she was eating a lot of trash, like microwave meals and, uh, full sugar, everything. No way, Jose. So, uh, yeah, I restrict her sugar intake and most of her carbs come from fruit or Cheez-Its. I don't, I'm, I've taken as much stuff away as I think I can before she has a protest. So Cheez-Its and, uh, fruit. <laughs> but anyway, again, I'm not trying to be a downer. Look out for yourself. Look out for your people, you, the people you love. Make sure they're eating real food, getting some exercise, and, uh, you know, we'll be okay. Uh, just know, and eat foods that have one or two ingredients. So, like, when you turn your peanut butter around, it should say peanuts and maybe a little salt. That's it. If it has more than two ingredients, it's probably not real food. So, maybe don't eat it. And I know that's hard. Because I've committed to the thought, and I leave Whole Foods hurting some days. I'd be like, damn, it's like, I, this should be my job to spend all my money in this store. But it's either food or medicine. It's one or the other. All right. My numbers were fantastic. I just went to the doctor last week. I mean, I really was impressed. My kidneys, my creatinine is the lowest it's ever been since I became aware that it was a thing. My kidneys have healed. I mean, listen. Your body is designed to heal. If you change the circumstances that made you sick in the first place, your body will do what it does. It will heal. I fully believe that. So just keep fighting the good fight and advocating for yourself because these doctors ain't doing it. They couldn't care less if you get healthy or not. They really, they don't care. They make money when you come in, period. And I'm not cynical. All right, everybody, be your best. Take care. Yes, of course, there are some good doctors, but some of them are trash. If you think your doctor's not good, that's probably why, because they are not trying to help you in any way. They just keep seeing you, and that's it. Some doctors are trash, just like everything else. Find a good one. Be your best. Talk soon.